Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Activities Committee to order, Chairman J. Parnell Thomas of New Jersey opens an inquiry into possible communist penetration of the Hollywood film industry. The American Red Scare of the 1950s may be one of the most important and most terrifying events in our nation's modern history. It was a witch hunt. It was an all-out assault on any American citizen deemed to be a threat simply because of what they believed. Are you a member of the Communist Party? Or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party? It was led by Senator McCarthy, the House of Un-American Activities Committee, and they destroyed lives. Are you a member of the Communist Party? Or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party? It's unfortunate and tragic that I have to teach this committee the That's basic principles the of Americanism. Question. The question is, have you ever been a member of the Communist Party? The question of communism is in no way related to this inquiry, which is an attempt to get control. People accused by them were stripped of their job, their dignity. Sound familiar? Back then, we were pursuing alleged communists. Now, apparently, right-wing extremists are they defining this? Is it Trump supporters? Red state Republicans? Conspiracy theory nut jobs? Is it you and me? How do you begin to deprogram them? There are millions of Americans who somehow need to be deprogrammed. How are we going to really almost deprogram these people who have signed up for the cult of Trump? If you say this is a cult, What's the first step of deprogramming? I really believe that they have been brainwashed by this misinformation campaign. Our new Red Scare has begun. Tonight, I'll show you how destructive this kind of a movement could be. Tonight, the new Red Scare and our new reality czars. Hello, America. History has a spooky way of repeating itself. In Poland, in the 1980s, it was literally life and death. If you believed in freedom, it could kill you. In fact, you couldn't have thoughts that diverged from the Communist Party at all. It, it was the same in all of the countries behind the Iron Curtain that were communist. You had to be, quote, politically correct. That's where that term comes from. We kind of dismissed this when we were talking about don't say the R word. Politically correct. What it actually means is if you want to have a voice, you have to say what those who are in political power tell you to say. This drove people underground. In Poland, freedom lovers operated clandestine radio stations where they had to move from secret location to secret location to avoid the state police. Let me ask you, have you noticed the lack of an uprising from the right lately? 
I mean, 74 million Americans voted for Donald Trump. That's 9 million more than Hillary Clinton got in 2016 when she won the popular vote and accused Donald Trump of stealing it. Do you remember how they responded to Trump? I want to show you a timeline for the resistance uh, against Donald Trump. It starts in 2015, goes all the way to 2020. Protests, rallies, riots, nonstop. On Inauguration Day 2017, rioters set things on fire and smashed windows. The day after the inauguration was over, a million people took the, across the entire country took to the streets. The women's march donned their cute pink little hats. Then there was the tax march. Then the immigration protests. The Washington Post stated that just in 2017 alone, there were more than 8,700 protests. The Democrats and the mainstream media cheered them on. Not only that, but they also dumped conspiracy theory after conspiracy theory to rile everyone up. Dare I say, incite people. Even today, they continue to blame Russian collusion for Donald Trump's win. It's a discredited conspiracy theory. But they spun wild stories about Trump and his taxes that might help prove their bullcrap. Well, it didn't. Rachel Maddow blasted misinformation on Twitter, teasing a bombshell report. Twitter exploded. Everyone went nuts. And then when she released the information, it revealed two tax pages from 2005 that didn't expose anything. Now imagine if I came on and embarrassed myself like that on this show. We'd be kicked off every social media platform We'd be charged now with inciting domestic extremists. You see, the left was given, rightly so, their constitutional right to sometimes be nuts, but to declare their dissatisfaction of the government. It, to me, was ridiculous and sad, but they were allowed to do it. You have that right. You, however... Or not. 74 million Americans who voted against Joe Biden, and to this day, the only protests are from the left. Yet you are being silenced. Let me show you Washington, D.C. on Saturday. This is BLM and Antifa marching together saying, quote, if we don't get it, burn it down. Now, Trump supporters, conservatives, Anyone who could possibly be deemed right-wing. If you were saying and doing something similar, can you imagine? This is in D.C. Where was the National Guard? Because 5,000 of them are still there. Do you think if you did that, the National Guard wouldn't be rolling in? AOC would be crying how terrified she was and she would be in a different state. While the left marches on, we're silent and we're being bludgeoned into silence. Like in Poland... Our viewpoints are being forced underground. The Capitol riot on January 6th gave them everything they needed to silence any and all peaceful opposition. Gave it to Joe Biden. It all began the weeks leading up to Inauguration Day. The FBI went public claiming they were monitoring, quote, an extensive amount of concerning online chatter. They predicted armed demonstrators in Washington, D.C. and capitals all over the country. Well, the government responded as it should have, spent half a billion dollars sending 25,000 National Guard troops to protect the inauguration. Good, let's keep it safe. But what happened? Not one protest or riot happened. 
Not what? No, sorry. Two. One in Seattle, one in Portland from Antifa. Nothing else. Over 5,000 troops are still in Washington, D.C. Why? Nothing came of the FBI's warning. There has been no transparency on what they're even monitoring. Listen to this from Politico. They interviewed some of the soldiers deployed in D.C. Quote, the citizen soldiers on the ground say they have been given little information about the extension and wonder why they're being forced to endure combat-like conditions in the nation's capital without a clear mission. End quote. Let me tell you something. The military... It's against all the rules. You don't deploy without a clear mission. It doesn't happen. They have to be told where they're sent, why they're being sent, what the duration is, who the enemy is, what the threat is. Nothing. Nothing? Why? There's no stated mission. If they're deployed for no specific threat, why are they there? Is is it to intimidate Does somebody know something that we don't know and even the CIA and FBI don't know? Because that's what it's starting to look like. Secrecy, no clear mission, no credible threats popping up all over the place. It's getting worse from week to week. On January 27th, the Department of Homeland Security issued a terrorism threat for the very first time since we killed Qasem Soleimani. This time, they stated the warning was for domestic extremists. Again, what does that mean? There was zero transparency why they did this. But I want to show you what they stated in their email. Quote, DHS does not have any information to indicate a specific or credible plot, end quote. So there's no mission plan, no transparency, no credible plot, no violent extremists except on the left. What's going on? Well, DHS went on, quote, However, violent riots have continued in recent days. Stop. Have they? Have they? Because they'd have to actually start for them to continue, and they didn't start unless you're talking about Antifa. Have you seen one single violent riot since January 7th, uh, 6th? Have you seen one? Have you seen any pro-Trump or anti-Biden rallies at all? No, they didn't happen. And the pro-Trump and anti-Biden people are exactly who they're targeting here. Quote, We remain concerned that individuals frustrated with the exercise of government authority and the presidential transition, as well as other perceived grievances and ideological causes fueled by false narratives, could continue to mobilize, end quote. Well, excuse me, but screw you. Wasn't this the same rhetoric the FBI used to spy on Martin Luther King? Isn't this the same thing that the British used when they arrested Gandhi for sedition? And I use those two examples very specifically. Because peaceful protest is our God-given, constitutionally protected right. If we are frustrated with government authority or an incoming president, we are allowed to in this country to mobilize in peaceful protest and petition our government and ask our representatives to represent us and answer our questions. Let me say it again, peacefully. And spare me the part about the false narrative being the fuel. False narratives have been spun by the Democrats and the media for years about Russia. 
It brought protesters out in the streets. They did it with his taxes. It brought protesters out in the streets. They did it against the police. Why? It brought protesters out in the streets. Why do you think they keep calling Trump's immigration policies a Muslim ban? For the same reason they claimed he was locking kids in cages. They knew it would piss people off. They would mobilize and go out into the street. And it worked to the tune of tens of thousands flooding our streets and our airports. They were given their constitutional right to oppose the government. You are not. You are not. And that's what this is all about. This is what the impeachment is all about. Because if they can make the case that his rhetoric caused that, then what about my rhetoric? What about your rhetoric? I would love to be proven wrong here. All they have to do is show us specifically what justifies what they're doing. But they continue to deny any shred of transparency. Last week, the uh, House Oversight and Reform Committee called for a briefing from the Secret Service on, quote, the threat from domestic extremists. Well, I was ready to go. But rather than making it public, they requested the meeting be closed door. Why? It's almost like people in Washington want people to create conspiracy theories. They want you suspicious. They want you scared. They ultimately want you pissed off because then you will riot in the streets and the door closes. See, what they really want is for you, for you to unite. Just, just come together and unite on what we say is true. And be silent other than that. Why else wouldn't you specifically devo- uh, define what a right-wing domestic extremist actually is? Because I'm against that if I know what the definition is. But if you keep it vague, oh my gosh, you have a runway for thousands and thousands of yards. Everyone that has an opposing viewpoint can be put onto that runway. How many people want to protest Biden's government overreach in his record-setting 52 executive orders in the last 20 days? How many are scared to say anything about it because they'd be deemed an extremist? I don't know. Is the DHS going to whisk us away? Does it sound far-fetched? Here's why it's not. NPR recently interviewed a former CIA officer that said domestic extremists need to be dealt with using, quote, counterinsurgency tactics similar to those uh, to the ones used in the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq, end quote. Wow. Are they going to stack us in pyramids? Are they going to waterboard us? Surely they're not advocating things like drone strikes, are they? If you took what President Trump said and you instead put it in Anwar Alaki's mouth, we would be talking about a drone strike overseas. So that's one aspect with our political leaders, you know, talking about this rhetoric. Mm. I'm not even going to go into the lunacy of a drone strike in America on our soil on an American citizen. But what does he mean by this rhetoric? Again, they don't define those dangerous thoughts and ideas. They won't define anything. Keep it vague. It condemns everyone you want. The word deprogramming also is beginning to show up an awful lot lately. This recent article in Axios claimed that it would take an all-out national effort to deprogram the extremists. You should read this article. It's clear it's you and me. 
They claimed it would take and see, if this sounds familiar, it would take a, a public-private pr- partnership to get it done because nobody really trusts the government, so it would really need to be a private organization that would come in. Really? Wow, that sounds familiar. Last week, I showed you a prediction of mine made a few years ago dealing how the world would forever change. The final catalyst for that change, I warned, would be a trust implosion that eerily matched documentation we found from the Great Reset Conference just a couple of weeks ago. I listed seven areas where we would lose complete trust. They are the government, media, tech, finance, justice, corporations, and education. Can you pick any one of those on that list and say, oh, no, I trust that? There is only one institution in this country that has overwhelming majority support. Beyond that one, as the World Economic Forum now says, we have a complete trust bankruptcy. So what is that institution? The military. So it's no surprise at all that the latest target in our new modern-day Red Scare is now the military. When the troops began to deploy for the inauguration, word got out that they were being screened for right-wing extremist ties. Again, no clarification on what that might mean. But two National Guardsmen were relieved for having those ties. We know nothing on what those ties were. The Army declined to comment outside of this. Quote, it was due to inappropriate comments or texts that were put out there. Oh my gosh. Well, execution, what was it? Did they have ties to extremist groups like, you know, skinheads, Nazis? The word extremist needs to be defined. Were they involved in that or did they just post a meme or send a text that had some language in it somebody didn't like? In a normal world, 60 Minutes would be there diving in, force someone to explain what's going on. But instead, a full-on assault of our trust in the military has exploded. The defense secretary, the new one, Lloyd Austin, issued a military-wide stand-down order. In the next 60 days, they have to address extremism first. During Austin's confirmation hearing, he said, and I quote, The job of the Department of Defense is to keep America safe from our enemies, but we can't do that if some of those enemies lie within our ranks, end quote. Good, I agree with you. But the way you're doing it is one of the most insulting things ever done to our men and women in uniform from our own government. I don't know how you can top it, but believe me, they will. So what is the criteria for stripping a soldier from his rank and uniform? Are they being forced to take an ideological test? Do they have to bend the knee and kiss somebody's ring or be labeled as an extremist? Is it just a website that they went on? What is it? Because if they consistently refuse to tell us what that actually means, what else are we to expect? The Pentagon recently responded to questions over political ideology being a factor in determining who is or who isn't an extremist. And they said, at what you think doesn't have any bearing. Really? It's what you do. Really? Good. Then why can't we know what they were doing and deal with that on a case-by-case basis when a crime is committed? Yeah, I think I have to call bullcrap on that comment. Standing down the entire military for 60 days to root out right-wing extremists is the most insane thing I've seen in a long while. 
Prove me wrong, Pentagon. Please show me what's in our in our military. Finding all those crazy right wingers is all anyone on the left is concerned about talking about right now. It's everywhere. Remember when the left didn't want to use the word Islamic terrorism for fear it would lump good Muslims in with the bad? After the Fort Hood shooting in 2009, Obama still wouldn't say Islamic terrorism. He wouldn't even use the word terrorism at all. No, no, no. It was workplace violence. Even though the terrorist himself said he did it for Taliban leaders in Afghanistan. How many terrorists had infiltrated the military? Democrats didn't seem to be concerned. Nobody wanted to check. They sure the hell didn't do a 60-day military stand-down to find them. In 2012, the FBI revealed that they were tracking more than 100 Islamic extremists in the military. Senator Joe Lieberman said, and I quote, I was surprised by the numbers. They were larger than expected, end quote. Did they stand down the military? Look, a military stand down is like a pause in operations when, you know, a Humvee starts to blow up because the engine is wrong. They stop everything until it's corrected. Did they do that then? No. So what's the justification for the Biden administration to do it now? All we know is that one active duty army army officer was at the rally. Uh, He was not involved in the riot. But then there were two guardsmen that were relieved due to the comments or text. So that's three people that weren't even involved in the riot. And all of a sudden, the military is filled with racist and extremist. An Islamic terrorist killed 13 people, injured 33 more. A hundred terrorists were being investigated in the military, and they never stood the military down, not once. What is going on? I'll tell you what's going on. For the same reason the Democrats refused to say Islamic terror, it is the reason they are now saying right-wing extremism. They want everyone on the right side of the aisle to be grouped in with whack-job, skinhead Nazis. Conservatives, libertarians, pro-life, religious, and the skinhead Nazis, all together in one big extremist soup. This is just the beginning, and it extends far beyond what we're now seeing just in the past few weeks. In fact, two researchers with the International Monetary Fund and the European Central Bank just published a paper at the IMF website. It suggests using a person's digital footprint to determine his creditworthiness. This would include, quoting, online purchases, the browser people use, and get this, your online search history. Really? What? what I mean... Do I have a lower credit score if I read articles at places like The Blaze or download reports from the Heritage Foundation? What if I make a donation to a pro-life organization? They will come at us with the banks. They will seize our finances until you're forced into compliance. Now, please show me how I'm wrong. Please. Because that's just one of the possibilities. I've already told you how in previous shows, BlackRock Investments, the largest money manager in the world, is fully in bed with the Great Reset and Joe Biden administration. They've announced they'll stop investing in companies that don't adhere to the radical climate agenda. But the climate is only part of the Great Reset. Critical race theory and equity are also included. 
There's multiple ways they can come after us if they choose to. Credit can disappear. Money dries up. They're not playing around. Forced compliance is what they're after here. They are, they are using this impeachment to come after people like you and me. We're going to, by the way, do a show in the near future on the financial institutions and banking and how they are going to be used to target people in the future if the Great Reset happens. It's all being done to deny your voice, to deny your constitutional God-given right to peacefully speak out and protest and to erode the faith you have entrusted institutions like the military. The new Red Scare will make McCarthyism look like an episode of Night Court. Oh, you forgot what McCarthyism is? Oh, it's like reading a newspaper today or watching something online today. You won't believe the similarities. I'll show you in a minute. In order to avoid tragedy in the future, we have to go back and look at the past. So let's go back in the past, 1950s, the Red Scare. Horrifying time, and no one was spared. No writer, even famous ones, was uh, spared. The detective writer, Dashiell Hammett, he was the author of The Maltese Falcon. Sports writer, Ring Lardner, he later wrote for MASH. They weren't spared. Hollywood was a lot different back then. Most of the Hollywood leftists were a far cry from the ominous fifth column that J. Edgar Hoover warned about. Even the very admitted and committed communists still held a belief in the Constitution, or most of them. What? You're an American, aren't you? Yes, I certainly am. It's well, then, an American ought to be very proud to answer that question. I'm very proud to answer the question, and I will at and times it, when I feel it's it proper. Be very, the question of communism is in no way related to this inquiry, which is an attempt to get control of the screen and to invade the basic rights of American Mr. Chairman, Mr. Chairman. in all fields. The question here relates not only to the question of my membership in any political organization, but this committee is attempting to establish the right, okay. which is historically denied to any committee of this sort, to invade the right... So what are they arguing about here? What are they talking about? Communism. But let's put this into perspective. First of all, what was the pivotal moment when paranoia became such a reality that people said, we need to get all the communists, we got to get them, they might be our neighbors. What caused it? Well... Communism, the violence that Marxism produces. It never produces the outcome that Marx always talked about. It produces violence. Somehow that remains appealing to the left. So when the United States government officially recognized the Soviet Union in 1933, we did so because nobody knew about the death camps and everything else that was going on with communism and fascism at the time. And, uh, you know, the New York Times just said, oh, it's great. It's great over there. Stalin's great. So... Communist parties grew up everywhere around America because they were our allies. The movie industry was no exception, and with communism came violence. The trade union movement was growing rapidly. Sit-down strikes were called. Industrial plants were idled. Management reacted by arming paid strike breakers. By the end of the 30s, the United States had surpassed all other industrial nations in labor violence. So during World War II, 
even though all this stuff was going on, Hollywood banded together in defense of America. They even produced propaganda. And at the end of the war, the labor unions picked up where they had left off. In 1949, Soviet troops cut off all roads into East Germany. Right there in the middle of that Soviet territory was Berlin, half occupied by the Soviets, half by America and Britain and France. Well, they refused to surrender their half of Berlin. We had to airdrop supplies to the troops and citizens in the territory. So later that year, the Soviet Union developed an atomic bomb. We had one, now they had one. And China fell to communism. In 1950, communist North Korea invaded South Korea. Now, they're not our allies anymore. It's West versus East, democracy versus communism. Well, the people who were for America but thought maybe there was a better way, that whole time, you're now out Senator Joseph McCarthy had a briefcase full of secrets, and everyone was afraid of McCarthy, afraid to speak up because maybe they knew of a communist and they'd be forced to tell. Who would be the next victim? Well, in 1954, a journalist named Edward R. Murrow ran an entire episode, very brave, on McCarthy. It was a call to arms. Listen. We can deny our heritage and our history, but we cannot escape responsibility for the result. There is no way for a citizen of a republic to abdicate his responsibilities. As a nation, we have come into our full inheritance at a tender age. We proclaim ourselves as indeed we are, the defenders of freedom wherever it continues to exist in the world. But we cannot defend freedom abroad by deserting it at home. The actions of the junior senator from Wisconsin have caused alarm and dismay amongst our allies abroad and given considerable comfort to our enemies. And whose fault is that? Not really his. He didn't create this situation of fear. He merely exploited it, and rather successfully. Cassius was right. The fault, dear Brutus, is not in our stars, but in ourselves. And that fault is still with us. And our allies are worried and concerned. France came out yesterday and said this new woke movement in America is a danger to the free world. Wake up. Back in a minute with more. Underneath all of the theatrics, today's Red Scare is the same as the last one. It's not about communism at all. It's, it's not about extremism. It's about power and accusation and paranoia, regardless of the politics. It's not about air raid sirens, counter spies, bomb shelters. It's about the fear that made those nightmares a reality. I have a problem with cancel culture, especially as an American. And the Red Scare is an earlier form of cancel culture. Just like the woke Marxism that we face right now in America. The Red Scare caused an atmosphere of constant anxiety, mistrust, fear, violence, and wild paranoia. And just like now, what was at stake were the God-given individual liberties promised by the Constitution. Like now, then, we were at risk of losing our highest ideals. Do we even have high ideals anymore? This thing swept everyone up. Everyone. Uh, Citizen Kane was called a communist movie. Orson Welles, the guy who did it. I mean, they said this was a communist movie. Well, no, it's about corrupt capitalism. But the House Committee on Un-American Activities, 
Those hearings tore through Hollywood during its golden era of the cinema. And for the most part, the movie industry came out in opposition to communism. Gary Cooper said, I never read Karl Marx, didn't care to. Walt Disney, he, he hated the unions. He saw what was going. He said he wanted to r- remove the stain of communism. Robert Montgomery said he would fight communism just as he had fought fascism as a soldier in the war. Several studio executives compared communists to insects. Hmm, sounds familiar. And the president of the Screen Actors Guild actually had to come out and, uh, and give lists of names of people. You probably heard of him. He was Ronald Reagan. It was a shameful moment in our history. And we're about to repeat it. People went to prison. Their lives were destroyed. The Hollywood Ten, a group of screenwriters who were blacklisted from Hollywood, they were labeled the Fifth Column Communists, jailed for refusing to answer the only question the committee ever asked. Are you a member of the Communist Party? Or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party? Stop. That was it. And it was about power and control. America, I want to ask you on both sides, what is the end game? If we continue to go down this path where one side believes the worst of the other, and they're both violent, and they're both extremists, and we can't move forward without each other. One side, one side, and it is usually, it's usually the Marxist, but it could be the other side too. One side has to convince the others that we have to liquidate, we have to, as they're saying now, reprogram them. There is no United States of America If we don't stop where we are right now. After eight years under Obama, American society and culture has changed. If you were Republican, conservative, libertarian, your presence was tolerated only if you played by a new set of rules. Rule number one, you're wrong, you're immoral, accept this and play your role. Let's unite on that. Rule number two, there's no other path. It's their way or the highway. Let's unite on that. Rule number three, if you're allowed to exist only to gradually shift the entire system further towards the left, you're okay. Let's unite on that. The GOP as an institution would allow the Overton window over time to slide to the left. I think possibly President Trump's greatest superpower was shattering those rules. We didn't have to stand there and take it from the left anymore. Somebody would actually stand up and fight for what we have believed in. Somebody would actually go into office and leave with the same rules and the same things that they said they would do. They leave accomplishing those things. He taught us that we don't have to live by their playbook. We could write our own. Well, we woke up and began to hit back, and that right there is what scared the left so much. This is the main reason why the Democrats now think Trump supporters need to be deprogrammed and Donald Trump and his family need to be destroyed. They want us all compliant to their rules once again, to fall back in line. This is why the new Red Scare is playing out. They need to silence people, shut us down, so you don't forget what Donald Trump helped us remember. I think it's cute how they think that. Now that President Trump is out of office, everything will go back the way it was. And we'll go back to sleep, 
I don't think so. I believe that movement has only just begun. The only question now is, how do we move forward? With me now is Donald Trump Jr. Hey, Don, how are you? I'm doing well, Glenn. Yourself? Um, I'm good. Um, I want to talk about your dad and and what's going on in in just a minute. But Mm -hmm. first, what do you make of the calls to deprogram Trump supporters, people who contributed to your father? Listen, I I think it's absolutely insane. It's modern-day McCarthyism, uh, perhaps worse, actually, because, I mean, they're literally targeting 50 percent of a population, uh, not a suspected small group of individuals like in that era. Uh, It's truly sick. And when I see it happening on a daily basis, you see sort of the purge of anyone that would be sort of a a Trumpian conservative thought leader on social media. I mean, when uh, Twitter banned the president of the United States, my father then, while he was still president, uh, I said, man, this doesn't really reek of America anymore. It reeks Mm. much more of China or the former Soviet Union, Uh, so much so that I sort of got on uh, some of these platforms. And I only say this to talk about it as a perspective. I got on my website, just donjr.com, and I said, hey, guys, in case I'm thrown off of any one of these platforms that I've spent a lot of time sort of curating a base and and building up a following, if I'm thrown on there, give me your email. Glenn, in 48 hours on DonJr.com, I got 2 million emails. Wow. Like, it's a massive list. So these are people that understand they want to stay in touch. They know there's a chance they're going to get cut off from the people who are actually willing to take the slings and arrows, whether it's my father, people like myself, who will get up and say what we all know to be true, say what we believe, say so unabashedly, and then defend it in the midst of all the cancellation that will try to take place. Uh, You know, I think people are seeing that more now. When you're trying to impeach a former president, you know, by that logic, we should be going back and impeaching George Washington uh, for owning slaves. We should be going back and impeaching everyone we didn't like, Obama for uh, Benghazi. It's absolutely asinine. There's a reason even, uh, you know, the chief justice isn't sitting in there presiding over this because it's not constitutional, because it's ridiculous. And again, it's the Democrats overplaying their hand. And what's actually interesting about it, I see so much more love coming from because they're finally waking up to it because the media hid so much of it. Joe Biden is not going to end fracking, Glenn. That's ridiculous. Joe Biden is not going to open up the borders. That's ridiculous. Then we see executive orders saying, hey, we're not going to prosecute rapists. We're not going to send illegal immigrants convicted of major crimes. We're not going to send them back over the border because we there we are there to represent them. It's absolutely sick. And, you know, again, the media as a multi-trillion dollar organization was able to pull the wool over the eyes of the American people. But now as unions who spend millions trying to elect Joe Biden are, you know, their memberships are losing their jobs because of these asinine policies. They're saying, wait a second, like we were sold a bill of goods uh, that we don't understand. And I think they're going to appreciate Donald Trump so much more. Uh, as this continues to play out. So you have uh, Time magazine coming out with an article last week where they talk about the collusion and the the um, coordinated effort from leftists, from big business and social media where they worked together to make sure that they. But, Glenn, but it wasn't rigged. 
Right. It was just fortified. It right. wasn't rigged. Yes. Even if all of those things combined would be literally the Merriam-Webster definition of rigged, it was not rigged. It was just fortified democracy. But fortified democracy isn't a group of the elites deciding ultimately what you see because they have the power to make that happen. And that's what's happened. That's what was happening throughout. I mean, I see that on my social platforms as a reason I had to sort of try to branch out. I think I'm the first conservative on Telegram to make, break a million followers because I we have to have other venues because they can and they will cut off anyone well, that makes a little bit of headway. I, it's why they give the rhinos like Liz Cheney such a huge platform. No one ever heard of her. She's in leadership. She's not done anything as it relates to leadership. Zero candidate recruitment, zero fundraising. And I know because I was probably one of the guys most out there over the last four or five years doing those things. I'd never even heard of her. Uh, but they'll make her a hero because she's doing their bidding for them. Uh, same with Kinzinger. Uh, you know, no one had ever heard of the guy, but now it's like, you know, that the now that the Lincoln Project guys are in a little bit of trouble, you know, with their like, you know, young man grooming operation, uh, you need someone to fill that void to be sort of the quote unquote conservative uh, attacking, uh, you know, Trumpian conservatism, so which, the, the, you know, is frankly the only future that conservatism has as far as I'm concerned. Don, you um, you have a new study out uh, by Forbes, by the Department of Justice that shows that uh only seven or sorry, eight people out of the 220 that were arrested at the Capitol, only eight were using Parler as their main source to organize. Seventy or 80 people were using Facebook. And yet Facebook said we have all the algorithms, we have everything. It shows once again that this is just a coordinated effort on the part of Amazon right. and Google and Facebook to shut down, is it competition or is it a different viewpoint or is it both? I, I think it's it's all of the above. I mean, like I said, when I saw that happen, I go, I did a Facebook video on it at the time, which was like, you think it's a coincidence that within hours of Twitter permanently banning Donald Trump, then President Trump, uh, that Amazon Web Services magically said, you know what, we're no longer going to go host Parler because that was an outlet for him to perhaps have a voice if he wanted to pursue that. You think it's any coincidence that in those same two hour time frame, you know, Apple comes on and says, you know what, we're not going to carry the app on the App Store anymore. We're not going to do it because we're worried about all the hate and information that's been disseminated on that platform. And yet, We've seen, and even I believe the FBI, and we're going to, you know, we're, let's not pretend that the leadership at the FBI is exactly a fan of Trump. The door kickers are. Leadership, not so much. They've been corrupted bureaucrats for far too long as well. You know, even they said, no, 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 all this stuff that happened on Facebook, it happened on Twitter. Parler, we can't find anything, but maybe it's, it's just they want to make sure that you can't have a voice, so, that you will be silenced, and that you will obey whatever it is that they say. When you and I met here in Dallas, before the election, I told you about the Transition Integrity Project, and I was so concerned about what they were doing. They laid all of this out, including what your family is going through right now. Um, yeah. And yeah. nobody seemed to really be aware of how powerful this group was. We, ha we have a minute. Is this to make sure that your dad is doesn't run again? Is this to teach people a lesson your father left according to Forbes magazine with half the wealth that he had when he walked in to office and they're trying to make it make it very clear that he's not welcome to make money afterwards 
Um, What is this? Is this a message to you guys or is it a message to us? Well, I think it's a message to us because they don't want someone else like Trump to ever uh, you know, have the guts to take on the establishment, have the gall uh, to take on these quote unquote experts that have led us down a path of ridiculous debt, endless wars, failed policies uh, and general incompetence. And they don't want someone who's done these things in the real world like Donald Trump to be in there because it will show that, hey, with you know, no experience like Donald Trump had, according to that. You can actually deliver a winning policy that creates unprecedented amount of jobs that actually puts America first. You know, they want to try to make it penal for us financially, you know, because unlike, you know, the Bidens who got to get really, really rich peddling influence and China and stuff like that, we couldn't do those things. Mm -hmm. It would be a real problem if I did a fraction of the things that Hunter Biden did. Right. We we still see that today while he sits on the board of Chinese companies taking jobs out of Michigan and other states and sending them to China. If it was done. Donald Trump Jr., that would be a problem because we can't allow someone like me or my family to maintain power and influence. But if you're part of the swamp and you've been part of that legacy forever, you can do whatever the hell you want. They want to preserve that, Glenn, because they've spent decades building it for themselves and they want to reap the rewards. Hey, you can support our work and get our voice out by subscribing to Blaze TV. And available now for subscribers only, you can watch the full unedited interview with Donald Trump Jr. There's a lot left. I asked him how President Trump is handling the impeachment, what happens to the conservative movement, and if it's going to be led by a Trump. That's all for Blaze TV subscribers. Join us now. Good night and good luck. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.